You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Four hours of sleep last night, and my wrist hurts. Oh my god, this sounds awful. This is, I got about four hours of sleep last so night, and boy, uh, is my wrist d- hurt. Any day that ends in Y <laughs> for Jill Vernson. No, but holding your hand in that position. This is really holding my awful. hand. No, in holding, what position? Mo- uh, one, holding one's hand in that position. He's got to hold your hand to get his wrist hurt. <laughs> please, please don't speak until spoken to me. But my wrist feels fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks so deflated. I'm just fucking with you, dude. No, but like wow, the, the buttons. I haven't used a joystick and the buttons like that. For a prolonged Holy period of time, and yeah. in, in, in a while, and uh, yeah, it was a fun deal. Some pain. Thank you. Man. Was it was fun, fun to put together. You did a good job. I uh, I am glad that it's over, though. I, I like throwing parties. I like having people over. I like entertaining. I was convinced you were going to propose to your girlfriend. Like you Dude, were don't so fucking. She listens to this but, shit. Don't uh, no, say that I'm just now. saying. No, but I'm just saying. Can I not say this? You were <laughs> no, so, you cannot say that. You were so cut stressed this part out, Jeff. about Jeff, cut this, this part out. about this party. Like it was the the level of stress. Like it was like so much so that it felt like this needs to be the perfect party. This needs to be perfect. Everything needs oh. to be perfect. That like I thought you were setting it up to. Oh, like like I actually had conversations hmm. with Sarah. Like I think it. No, I think this might no, be don't, it. Don't set that up. Well, I'm not setting I, it up. I, I feel what you're saying. That was more just me not uh, time managing managing properly. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I, I had so many things I wanted to do, and there it was, and people are showing up. And I'm still setting things up, and I yeah. hate that. I hate. I, I, I like to. You did great. I, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be like Disney World. You don't want to see the seams or the flea circus. You know, oh, look at the fleas. Mommy, did do you see, see the fleas? fleas? I see, the, see fleas, the fleas, Daddy. I didn't see the fleas. <laughs> we had a little Jurassic you know what? Park moment. I, I saw some I, pictures, and I didn't see any seams. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. I, th- I had Thanks, a great man. time, especially when I finally got to play some video games. I was going to say you weren't ready to go by the time people were leaving. It was like, all right, now can we play? Let's play. Right? Yeah. I yeah. think I may have to have it because there were several people who who weren't able to attend who wanted to for some uh-huh. reason or another. Um, and then those who, at, at the end of the night, Jason Cox being one, felt like he didn't get his fill. Yeah, for, for and then the, there's some people who were invited who just didn't fucking show up who, who may uh, or may not be sitting at this table. For people who don't know, like Joel Joel had this really cool like backyard arcade setup. Please, he, backyard arcade. Backyard arcade. Hashtag backyard arcade. Uh, even though he didn't have Tron, um, which I tried. is like a, a staple of the arcade. I tried to find but, it. But he had a whole bunch of like games set up around his, uh, his backyard. And uh, it was really cool. And the thing was, it, it, there were so many people that you kind of wanted everyone to have a chance to play some stuff. Right. And so, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like, as as your friend, <laughs> that, yes, that I've assigned myself that title, instruct as your friend, me, I feel a, res- a bit of responsibility that when you have other people there, that I'm like, I'll step back. I'll let other people play. Like, you know, I played a little Mario Kart, and then I put the Star Wars game in. And even before you even came around and said, like, hey, can you put Mario Kart back in? I was even telling Sarah, I think I'm going to probably put Mario Kart back in. And I so wanted to play that Star Wars arcade, but I had promised Mario Arcade, Mario Arcade, Mario Kart, Uh and uh, it had been requested. And I, I just want yes, you did great. Like you and I appreciate you having that sentiment because it was yes. I, I just want everybody to be playing and having a good time. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And 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 right. Uh, <laughs> because here's something, and, and I don't want this to turn into eight bit gladiators. You want to hear video games? You listen to eight bit gladiators. But um, something that I realized when I was researching this this video game party was they don't really make a lot of games, a multiplayer games. I guess they call them local multiplayer games nowadays, uh-huh. yeah. as opposed to online. 
And I, I searched high and low for like a four-player racing game, like a contemporary racing game. And it's like, you got to get online for that shit. Nobody makes split-screen games anymore. And there's so much... Not even like Hydro Thunder? I mean, they're, they're few and far between. Hydro Thunder. But finding yeah. a, that whole communal experience about getting four people together and playing a Ninja Turtles arcade game and, and playing it to the end. Like, yeah. That's an exp- That's my childhood, and that's uh-huh. what I wanted to recreate. And that was fun, you know. And and ending the night, and if it, unfortunately, it, it took having to wait until like you know most everybody kind of departed. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, at like what was it, two three a.m. It's two thirty in the morning. We finally got on the machine and we played <laughs> through the Simpsons arcade game. I don't remember how. I remember that gaming is so fucking long. Oh, dude, it was a long it's game. Terminable. Uh, and fun. I, I, and luckily, you know, Sarah was like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna leave the light on." Blah blah blah. <laughs> I was like, "Baby, I love you. I'll be home in just a bit." And then I'm telling her like, "And when I get home, I kind of want to break into that Batman game on the Xbox <laughs> One because I bought it like a week ago and Insatiable. I still haven't started playing it yet." Um, so no, that, it was it was a video gaming weekend. The, the ironic thing: Friday night into Saturday, I slept like 13 hours. Oh Jesus! Saturday into Sunday, I slept three. Well, and there then, you go. And then I had That's my little sister's baby shower. So <laughs> I guess it all kind of evened itself out. I'm exhausted still. But so you're like I'm a, also recovering. You're like a camel. It's too bad it doesn't work that way, where you can store sleep up in your hump. Yeah. I've, saved so it. You know, I've got my, like 13 my, hours in me for like next week. I'm good. My, <laughs> <laughs> Averaging eight a night. I don't know, really it, look at it that way. It doesn't, it doesn't work for <laughs> me like that. I wish it did. I wish it did. That doesn't work for me like that. All right. So we are not here to talk about video games. Uh, we're here to talk about movies. We are the Editing Bay right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And we talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they are undiscovered, uh, underappreciated gems of the cinematic universe. Whatever the case may be, we will come here and talk about it after a, a long, grueling, or, or sometimes delightful viewing. Uh, <laughs> but, but we'll talk about it right here in this forum with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. And sometimes we are honored to, to be joined by guests. And this time we have brought back yes. uh, a favorite of mm-hmm. the show, friend of the show, Matt Doden. Oh, Welcome yeah. back, sir. Glad to be back. We have dubbed this episode Armadodin. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Which sounds like a four-legged creature with a hard shell. <laughs> That's tries right. to wander across highways. It's like, no, you know what it is? <laughs> it's like back in the early 90s when they were turning, like, they were uh, anthropomorphizing all kinds of, like, <laughs> animals into like ninja warriors yes. and stuff that would be like if the ninja turtles yes. teamed up with an armadillo warrior it would be armadoden we gotta go meet armadoden <laughs> <laughs> what's he'll up? know what to do what's up y'all what i'm armadoden what would be his weapon he'd be like choice. the six shooters he'd be like from texas oh i like that yeah oh of course yeah because he's got to go with the theme with the let's geometry. go boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pew pew I'm on like two episodes a season, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, a special appearance by yeah. Armageddon. <laughs> so yeah, we we watched uh, we watched Armageddon because we're celebrating July Fourth this week. Yeah, and we already did Independence Day, right? And so the first thing that came to mind, I was like, you know what, this movie is like hella patriotic. We need yeah, we need a movie with at least uh, two dozen shots of an American flag. Yes, uh, not only that, but. A lot of explosions. There's there's so many. Like, everything blows up in this movie. Yes, everything. Even the title of this movie it does, doesn't blows it? up. It gets sucked into the earth. <laughs> yes. It blows up. In, like, the first two minutes, the title of this movie blows up. Um, so this, I mean, in a nutshell, yeah. there's a huge asteroid the size of Texas making a beeline towards Earth, and the only person that can stop it is Bruce Willis and his team of uh, deep core drillers. His roughnecks. His roughnecks. And uh, they have to go into space and drill an 800-foot hole and mm-hmm. put a nuke into it and blow it up. So that way it neatly passes by the Earth on uh, 
both sides of a three-dimensional object. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> they keep referring to both sides. They're like, it's passing us on both sides. It's the top and the bottom. <laughs> it's not going to hit east or North west, you dumb <laughs> shit. Yeah, and, uh, and not to jump too far ahead, but uh, I didn't realize it until watching it again and watched it with a, with a group, and everybody pointed out, because it's a major plot point about halfway through when the uh, when they're coming around. The asteroid is passing the moon. Mm-hmm. The, the the two shuttles that they've sent to on this mission. The Freedom is, and the Independence. Right. Slingshotting around uh, the moon as well, using the moon, moon's gravity. The moon's gravity is going to pull the, the debris field so that they can safely land behind it. But what, the, what was unexpected is that the moon's gravity also forces it to now rotate on a third axis. Axis? Axis. Axis. So now yes. the whole idea of uh, you know blowing it up and then splitting it and it going both ways is thrown into flux because it's spinning in three directions now. Mm-hmm. So what could happen is we set the nuke off and it just accelerates one half of the asteroid that much faster <laughs> into the Earth. So they could cause much more destruction. Fires it like a bullet, generally. Just Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. The, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of physics degrees going around uh-huh. amongst the writing room of no. Armageddon. A lot of writers on this movie. Yeah, you know. one of them being J.J. Abrams. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to know how much input he actually had because in my research, it makes it sound like it was almost a consolation prize. Him being, he he he, he has a story credit, story by credit, mm-hmm. but. Apparently everybody else did like the writing, and he 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 had an initial story, but then was they took it away from him. Hmm. And this feels like a J.J. Abrams story. Like th- this definitely feels like J.J. Abrams had a uh, you know he had some ingredients that he threw in a pot because this feels like a a definite throwback kind of a sci-fi you know blockbuster kind mm-hmm. of movie that J.J. Abrams would totally put like a modern feel on. Mm-hmm. And there's even some like character moments that I'm like, oh, that kind of feels J.J. Abrams. Yeah, like, and a few of the lines. Apparently, yeah. he punched up the script, some of the dialogue uh-huh. that I noticed. Uh, everything else, <laughs> everything else is it's Michael Bay. Michael Bay, all the way, <laughs> so Bay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will go so far as to say that I, as bad as this movie is, and it's 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 a bad movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a bad movie, but it's still when Michael Bay was like a good bad. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. Sort of. This, sort of. This, <laughs> this was the movie that turned Michael Bay into, oh, Michael Bay. Was it? Yeah. Because was I it? think there was The Rock before this, and I think everybody kind of, The Rock was, you know, had its you know, pros and cons. But <laughs> this, when after this was out, then it's like, oh, okay, it's a Michael Bay craptacular. Wow. I See, I thought Pearl Harbor was that. But that, I thought Pearl Harbor came after this. Yeah, that's what I'm did. saying. Pearl Harbor, I thought Pearl Harbor was like the, ooh, dude, what the hell are you doing? I thought, Arm- like, this was fun. This was like the, you know, the 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 dirty dozen on an asteroid. You yeah. know, there was, there there really wasn't anything that was supposed to be, and I'm not trying to make excuses for this movie. No, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you. this movie was, there's this was all science fiction. I mean, for God's sake. You have Michael Bay playing a NASA scientist. I love that. That is science fiction. <laughs> Put a cameo of himself <laughs> in this movie. Uh, but there is nothing like everything in this movie is completely far fetched. Like, okay, you've got an asteroid the size of Texas coming towards Earth. Mm-hmm. You have two rockets that they launch at the same time that are going to intercept it. They're going to land on it. Like, this is all. This is this is the Avengers. Like, this is right. comic booky. Uh, there is nothing in the realm of realism yes. that's in this movie. Now, what we have to do is take that realm we have to take what's going on there and then also pick that apart and what's there is still not it's still very flimsy it's still very flimsy i'm going to give you that but i still think this was really enjoyable as an action movie if you if you kind of take away the 
hour of like ridiculous training and psych evaluations oh, that they really? put in the middle of the movie. I thought you were going to say the third act because the third act is really when it fell apart for me. The third but act I is when they're, the they're finally on the asteroid, and it's the least it interesting took, part to me. It took so long for them to finally get on the asteroid. But but that's the fun ride. It's it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, we're always for me with this movie. You look like you have something. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm kind of with you. Like it's <laughs> like all the, the the training and all the montages of them going through and finding out like how wacky this group is. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, like no, they'll never be astronauts, man. <laughs> you know, look, look at these guys. <laughs> you know? Michael Clark Duncan in oh, a speedo you know, dancing on a table. Gotta get up on the th- yeah. You know, let me show you. You know, <laughs> I, I like that Keith David or is it David Keith? I can never remember. This Keith, Keith David. David. This is Keith yeah. David. His entire job in this movie is just to be the guy that shows up every two scenes and go. So the naysayer. These are the guys you chose to yeah. save the earth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe he says that exact line like three times in the movie before they take oh, off. Yeah. There are a lot of cliche lines in this movie I, to the point where I started wondering whether they actually wrote any of the lines down or if it was 90% riffing because yeah. a lot of it feels very like all right, what would, what? and this is Michael Bay's kind of directing style what do you think your character would say right now and then just go with that. Yeah. And when you have really good improv actors that you get some like T.J. Miller in the latest uh, Transformers movie. He's the best part of that movie <laughs> and then isn't in the second half of it unfortunately. <laughs> or or the, the the second two thirds of it. Yeah, not even. Yeah, really. It's, yeah, it's early on. Like, oh, he was the best part. And nobody else. Can, Mark Wahlberg is not riffing. Uh, he is. What is on the page is what he is saying. I'm a mechanic from Texas. Yeah. I invent stuff. Guys, I think I found a transformer. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's, it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> Prime. <laughs> uh, yes, but all the holes that you're talking about plot wise, NASA, even though they they tacitly um, endorsed this movie, they were, they allowed them to use the suits. Which apparently those suits are like three million dollars per suit. They, they allowed them to like put cameras on the shuttles and and film a shuttle launch. All these things were unprecedented. But they also, because um, I worked on this movie. Yes, uh, no, we haven't. We're bearing the lead here. <laughs> they, this this it's not really a big deal. But they did a lot of shooting in Texas, yep. and this is back when I I had no job. So I saw like this casting call, like an extras casting call. So I answered it, mm-hmm. and they were doing some stuff in Denton. So I did some extra stuff, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing? We're going to be doing some shooting in Houston." Uh, I was like, "Cool." Uh, they're like, "Well, we're not going to like fly you out, but if you can make it out to Houston, we'll put your name on the list. You check in with this person." Sweet. And blah, blah, blah. Right on. So I went out there and I checked in, and uh, and they they gave me a gun that was bigger than I was, <laughs> and like they put me on the side of a road and they drove a car by us a couple of times, um, and then like for the day. They let us like tour the the Johnson Space Center, Dude, which right. was ugly. Like it's all these old well, tubes, and it like, is Houston. It's it's horrible. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, are they they seriously they track space travel through like these computers and also stuff? built in the 60s? Yeah, too, no, no, right? no. And so, it's like yeah. they haven't upgraded anything since. Uh, but it was really cool getting to kind of tour all that stuff, and uh, and then you know we did some stuff down in Galveston. The stuff on the oil rig was down near Galveston. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and so I did some some work over there. Dude. And then uh, they were like, "Hey, we're going to be shooting in Cape Canaveral. We're going to be doing some stuff over at Kennedy. Uh, if you want to, if you want, same deal. If you could drive yourself out there, uh, you're welcome to come on out. Ooh. Just you know, you we'll drove yourself to Florida. Wow. I drove myself to Florida. Holy shit! Yeah, this was like the equivalent of like backpacking through Europe. Most kids would backpack through Europe. I just. I did the the Armageddon World Tour, the U.S. tour, <laughs> okay. and I, I drove to Cape Canaveral, and I got to I got to tour the Kennedy Space Center, oh. which is amazing. Oh, really? That's today, where huh? all the money is, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's like where they launch and everything. Like all the really important like mission stuff is in Houston. Yeah. Like that's where they carry everything. But 
wow, Kennedy is like up. It's like wow. whew, the it's, state of the art. And then you know got to like go to where like the launch pads and stuff were. That nice. that was really sweet. Were you there the, the day they were filming the launch? Well, they didn't actually launch shuttles, Joel. That was they did launch a shuttle. No, no, <laughs> what was, I'm saying, they filmed <laughs> that, a shuttle. That You're telling me that was special effects. They didn't really launch those two. No, shuttles. get your head out of your hands, Jeff. <laughs> they fucking shot a, a shuttle launch. Now, I'm not Bruce Willis wasn't on it. <laughs> he wasn't on the ship, but uh, that probably happened at a later date. They, huh? they, they, that didn't happen okay. while I was I out wasn't there. Sure, if they no, coordinated no, no. the they uh, shoot so they could get that extras in the foreground. No, that wasn't when you I was motherfucker. there. Motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker! At me. They're all gonna laugh. At um, but no, no. NASA gave like yep. there was there was access for a, there was a lot of access that NASA gave uh, the the film crew. Okay, so of the four locations that you shot at, because we were looking for you last night, but we didn't want to have to pause it. We I can just I can pause it. And I can show you where you're I'm in. in. I, how I many had, times I had, are you in? I had one line. You could you could spot me twice. Okay. You never see my face, uh, but there is one part. Well, you know, how are we going to spot you if do, we well, never see your you, face? Like I said, I'd have to point out where I am. Okay, but there was there was one part where the actual where the astronauts are coming out. Well, where the crew's coming out, and they're that all in, like, the, they're in the orange suits, and like the press are all by the fences, and you see like all the guards. Well, there's one part where there's these people they're picketing, and there's like like the end is near, and all this oh. shit, <laughs> and they took this part out. Uh, because I don't know if you remember, Billy Bob Thornton says this is a, this is an order that you shouldn't follow, and you fucking well know that. Yeah, that's that the was only his one in the movie. Yeah. There was another f bomb in this movie, oh, and that's when these picketers came from me. When these picketers, <laughs> these picketers are rushing, they're rushing the fence, uh-huh. and I actually I have this I have this huge rifle, and I, I point it at the picketers, and I say, back up, back the fuck up. And they took that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got upstaged by Billy I Bob. Got, I, hey, if I'm going to get upstaged by anybody, I guess Billy Bob Thornton. You only have one F-bomb that's going to give it to Billy Bob. Right? <laughs> I'm going to start calling it getting Billy Bob. But you was, just got Billy Bob. You just got Billy Bob. <laughs> but it was cool. You know, that, it was it was a really cool experience getting to do that stuff. That's this, awesome. Th- this is not the reason why we picked this movie, though, to talk no. about this. Uh, but no, yeah, the access for NASA, it was really neat. And I guess of all the, uh, all the locations, I think getting to film on that, that oil platform... That was neat. So you're like out in the middle of they. How do you even get out of there? Did they boat like, you out? It was boats. It okay. was boats. Like the the actual principal cast got like choppered in. Yeah, I would imagine. But we got like just kind of boated. We nice. got carted out. How many miles from the coast are you? Like a oh, mile dude, or so, it right? Was, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It took about 20, 30 minutes for us to get out there. That's nice. crazy. Yeah. It was, so it was cool. a long time. I was in much better You're shape. You still get those younger. residual checks? I still do. I get like a check for like <laughs> 92 seven, cents. seven, eight bucks once in a while. Wow, that's like not it, bad, it's man. Armageddon just played on TBS or something. <laughs> sweet. And like, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, it's, it's neat. That's but, sweet Armageddon money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that fuck you Armageddon <laughs> money. Uh, so speaking of fuck you Armageddon, yeah. oh. op- opening with the Charlton Heston voiceover. Is that Charlton Heston? That's yeah, Charlton they're going Heston. big. Yeah. Holy shit. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was like a feel-alike or sound-alike. No, that's that's Charlton Heston, sir. Was that like his uh, final role, Charlton like Orson Welles Heston. from the uh, Transformers I think his movie. final role was actually, uh, didn't they bring him back for that Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie? Oh, God. Wasn't they? he in makeup? Didn't they put him Ooh, in makeup? My, I, 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 that movie immediately left my mind the minute I left the theater. It, it left oh, a lot of people's <laughs> minds. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the... Um, do you remember at near the very beginning of the movie when the when they're filming Michael Bay's Gravity, where the uh, <laughs> <laughs> where the astronauts fixing the satellite thing and like all the rocks are blowing and there's the fiery explosion in space. Yeah, there's a lot of those in <laughs> yeah. this movie. When the rocket or the the ship blows up and there's a fiery explosion and there's that we pan down to the the telescope mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's that guy Carl who's got like this huge telescope like oh yeah like uh, he's like he's like a hobbyist. That's not a hobby. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> that's not a hobby. That's a job. Like, Let's say I was a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and right. retired, and now this is my hobby. Carl, whose wife barges in and says that his Stouffer's pot pie <laughs> has been on the table for 10 hours. Product placement. Um, after 10 hours, throw it away. I think I think she was using a bit of hyperbole, yeah. <laughs> we can assume. Throw, just throw it away. Dottie, not good with numbers. Or maybe, maybe just like, <laughs> you know... Maybe just don't be so angry and like just say, hey, Carl, your food's on wow. the table. This is a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. No no married couples are ever happy. Uh, indicative of a Michael Bay movie, mm. um, whew, like fast cuts. Like At the time, this he was proud and he was touting that this had more edits in it than any film to date. And, and I believe that. Also, it's a two and a half hour movie, so he has an opportunity to do that. As a, way too fucking long. As a, Okay, I'm, I want to touch on that way too long thing a mm-hmm. little bit later, okay. but uh, as an editor... How did you feel about like how fast, like how how many cuts, how many cuts there were in this movie, and how clunky it was, how it went back and forth between Bruce Willis and then Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, but before they got them together. I don't mind. It's it's an art. It's an art to do this, and and people who don't edit for a living, I'm like, this sounds so fucking pretentious to say, <laughs> but it's like I almost feel like Michael Bay was standing over the editor's shoulder and was like, and cut now, and cut now, without any. And there, and there, there's that phrase about you know you got to kill your darling sometimes. Well, you can't go from a a super wide sweeping shot, a fast moving sweeping shot, to another super wide fast sweeping shot. You get disoriented. There's there's a pacing in there. You've got to slow it down. You've got to take. You, there's an ebb and a flow. Yeah. And this was just all ebb, uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And and so and yeah, even like dialogue, like. The, you know, there's something called an L cut where you don't have to cut to the person who's always speaking. You can stay on a reaction shot of the person who's listening right. uh-huh. while you hear the other person speaking. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be a back and forth. That's kind of an amateur, you know, film editing 101 sort of thing that mm-hmm. this this movie breaks. I think for the sole purpose so that he could hit whatever that number was, the number of edits in a movie. Yeah, it almost felt like a contest. <laughs> Some of the editing is is done very well. I feel like when it's hands off, but at some point the editor's just given all these. Like every shot in this movie is like a, a super fast push in or push a dolly right yeah, or yeah, yeah, everywhere, yeah. and it's like I'm so disoriented. I have nowhere. I don't know. I have no geographical. Yeah, you, you wind up looking at it like, what am I looking at? You know, <laughs> yes. I'm looking at what appears to be like the fifth different set that they're working on. <laughs> you know, they seem to have been the same place for ten yes. minutes, but it looks different, like five or six different ways. And, and it gets especially disjointed in that third act in when, on the asteroid yes. yeah. when things start blowing up, and that's I think when I made my note it, when. Um, when AJ, when they finally get the, the uh, armadillo, the, when they finally get the armadillo, when they finally get the hole drilled, mm-hmm. and everything starts to like go to shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yes. I have no idea Please what is going on. Yeah. yeah, not you, Jeff. And uh, and and no, I I they're cutting to everything so quickly. I have no frame of reference. Yes. I really don't have any reference to what it is that I'm looking at at that moment. It's uh, like a five year old. It's like, oh, that's a cool explosion. Put find a place to put that in, and yeah. then you just have. 30 seconds of 12 explosions next to each other. And they kept finding ways just put in more explosions. Like, they had to have, like, an explosions per minute quota to meet. <laughs> you know, because, like, there was the first, you know, blowing up the space station, which comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden they're getting hit by rocks. And, yeah. you know, the guy... Now, nice way to start the movie, you know, because yeah. you're right off the bat, everything's hunky-dory for, like, Dude. two minutes before <laughs> the astronaut's face just, you know. Right. Intense. <laughs> yes. You're right. You, only, you have a chance to breathe for, like, two seconds in this movie. Yeah. And then, like... From that point on, it's adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. Uh, ben Affleck's fucking Liv Tyler. Adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline, adrenaline. Ben Affleck's fucking Liv Tyler. Adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. Yes. Uh, 
and and kind of like creepy. Like, isn't there a scene where Bruce Willis uh, is just like watching Ben Affleck fuck his daughter in like? Yeah, she, he's uh, over there looking at her shoulder, and he just kind of stares at her for a minute, like. <laughs> Yeah. Where's this going to go? <laughs> no, it's going to fuck around. It's right, supposed to be, I'll yes, like an internal monologue of, oh, I'm, I'm con- I have conflicted feelings about this because she seems happy. But yeah, it just looks like, oh, wow, I haven't seen this much action right? from this far away since grade school. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know if that's, uh, if that's a product of the way that, that Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler are playing it against each other, well, or if that's the way Michael Bay's directing it. But there's <sighs> almost this weird... And maybe that's the way that it's translating to me, too. But there's almost oh, this weird it. underlying thing of, like, a weird love triangle Ooh. between Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, and Liv Tyler. Like, that's – it's just – it plays awkwardly. I, well, they're not in the same shot, so I think that could have been just edited in any particular way that they want. That's true. It could have been a completely different yeah, he, scene. He's like, okay, give me more looking. Give me more. Okay, you're looking at her. Do, who do you see? Do you see her there yet? Yeah. And he, he's <laughs> in there giving the editor all kinds of shit. Meanwhile, who's making her look, making him look like a fucking pederast? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you hit it right on the head, though. You you actually hit it right on the head. There are so many scenes, though. That could have been a completely different moment. Yeah. That he just kind of threw right. in to that that scene completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are moments where, um, like where Liv Tyler at the very end, where uh, Bruce Willis hits the button and stuff, and everyone's celebrating, and Liv Tyler comes to the rail and she's looking down. Oh, they actually yes. use that earlier in the movie. Yeah. When the independence crashes mm-hmm. and Liv Tyler comes to the railing, like oh, Michael Bay recycles so many cuts in this movie. The, there is literally the same shot is used twice near the end, within that, two seconds that, of each other. That even the editor missed the celebration <laughs> shot. Yeah, the dude of the beret. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, but you're talking about the Liv Tyler shot. So let me guess: is it the one where the camera is going 360 around her really quickly clockwise, or is it the one where the camera is going counterclockwise really quickly around? <laughs> Actually, Joel, oh, so it's where dizzy. the it's the one time where the camera is locked down, looking up, and she's oh, so at, second at unit. the railing. Second it's unit. It's got to be second unit. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's like three times in this movie where like Michael Bay's like, let the second unit just shoot a whole bunch of shit all over the world, yeah. and then we'll edit it together in a montage while a the president's speaking yeah. or. Or while we let some of the score, the Trevor Rabin score, play out, <laughs> and we'll just shoot like shepherd shepherders, <laughs> dude. I, how insulted would you be if you were one of like the indigenous folk that they're? First of all, what era is he aiming for? So and so the the president's doing his like radio address, right? Oh, yeah. Is he broadcasting <laughs> to 1950s time? <laughs> Even nobody the, has modern amenities or a vehicle that was created in the last four like years. Old no. black and white TVs. <laughs> Even the radio they're listening to is like an old, like, you know, what what uh, Truman was doing his speeches on. I was expecting them to cut to a bunch yeah. of guys around a poker table, a guy with like a little visor and little uh, things yeah. on their sleeves, <laughs> exactly, with a little cigar hanging out of his mouth, and then hearing the radio and like a cigar fall out. They're all wearing like that's sus- an asteroid coming to Earth. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you just just in? Dateline, 1942. But, uh, yeah, even the truck that they're in is like an old 19... They're wearing suspenders, and it's like... what, what, this what is 1998, you, man. What Come do you on. think rural America is like? Are you so encapsulated in just your L.A. bubble that that's what you think <laughs> middle America is like? Yeah. yeah. It's just like an American Express commercial. Like, <laughs> Armageddon. And it's even worse when he like goes to other countries. Oh, God, it's yeah. Like you, uh, every shot of like a foreigner in the Middle East, they have to be praying to some temple, right? They yeah. can't just be in their homes with their families. This unless it's unless it's the Dubliners outside their church running yes, around. I love that. I'm surprised there isn't like a pint of Guinness in their hands. Like, oh, I'm sure. Oh, that was too far. We have to dial it back. Not believable. 
or or there's like the what the the Parisians and their Ducati. Well, I can't remember what it was, but they're like they cut in these guys like and they're all outside their cafe. They were drinking oh, wine, yeah. drinking full wine. on Frenchie. Right, but didn't Paris get like taken out like oh, yeah. three minutes yeah, before? Paris was just, just fucking destroyed. <laughs> they had a full on Tunguska incident right there on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Which, by the way, like was unneeded at that point. Like we're already in the Act Three. We're we're saving Explosions the universe per minute. Uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> After it's they like, destroyed New York, then they destroyed, was it Shanghai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. Had to do that. <laughs> Didn't need to, but, you know, psh, why not? Yeah, we got, we got it in the budget. Throw uh, it on the three million. There's more asteroids we can't track. You know? it, it was, it's an exercise in excess. Absolutely. And it, not only was it explosions that didn't need to happen, it was all kinds of artificial and manufactured drama. You've already got an asteroid the size of Texas yes. coming to Earth. The extinction of humankind. The extinction of humankind. It's high enough drama. Tell you what we don't need. We don't need drama about a nuke that someone has a remote control for here on Earth. Okay. That suddenly we've got to like fight over, you know, we got to fight with William Fickner about like. A, <laughs> who's going to pull a gun who on has him? a yeah. gun. Which, and I love that uh, that one guy has the line. Will yeah. Patton has the line that we're all thinking why is there a gun in space? <laughs> why do you have, have a, gun a gun in, in space? space? Why are the armadillos armed? Yes, that's true. That's yeah, why, why do the armadillos have machine guns? Stu Bashimi's like, yeah, firing AK 47s yeah. off the side of that thing. Yeah, with a. Fist-sided or guided? Yeah, it was like the Iron Man gun. Yeah. Uh, Why is that even a thing? Ben Affleck knows how to use the guns. He doesn't know how to oh, touch right. anything no. else, but he's like, this is how I do it. Yeah, 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 no, no, that's, I, that's my note. He, he, he says, this is how we do it for where I'm from. Where is he from, Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that line there? <laughs> this is where we do it where I'm from. Because it was ad-libbed. Yeah. Like all the other lines in this movie. <laughs> like, like uh, oh, God, what, what was my, my favorite line? Uh, was right after uh, they were trying to they're trying to drill the hole on the asteroid. We're jumping all over the place. That's fine. Uh, but they're trying to drill the hole, and like there's some kind of like a gas feedback or whatever. Yes. And it blows Will Patton. Oh. And like they go check on Will Patton, and he's like, uh, uh, and they're like, Chick, you okay? And he's like, blew the tranny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I blew the tranny. I blew the tranny, and I laughed. <laughs> So fucking hard. I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, out of context, is gorgeous with the dialogue. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, and then at times, it's just people saying, the clock is ticking. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could do a drinking game every time they mention the clock and ticking. Or, or show the clock. Or yeah. show the clock. There's, uh, <laughs> there's clocks on everything. Okay. So speaking of clocks and time, I, I have, right off the bat within the first act, I have an issue that maybe you guys can shed a, uh, some light on that's always bugged me ever since I saw it. By the way, this is only the second time I've seen this movie. First time was in theaters when it was released in 99? 98? 88. 88. Okay. Um, so we, we're introduced to Bruce Willis and the Roughnecks. They're on an oil rig. They're in the middle of a job, right? Sure. Actually, he's uh, hitting golf balls off the rig. That's what it is. Yeah. At Greenpeace. You know? <laughs> yes. Fuck those environmentalists. We're drilling for oil. With the American flag in the foreground. This is a very proudly. dated movie. In a little bit. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to get away with that. I think yeah, public sentiment is probably on the other side nowadays, especially after that big spill about five years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah Deepwater Horizon and also so the show, you, you know, World Trade Center burning. You know? How did you feel about that? Oh. Was that a little eerie for you? Uh, you know, to I know that that happened like three years before. I'm not... I am not for revisionist history and taking uh, things out of movies because they're insensitive. Like I don't, you know, want to yeah. edit. It, it happened. It was in the past, but man, it, it was it was very quiet when that shot showed up, and everyone was like, "Oh, Ooh, that's not yeah. how it happened, actually." Yeah. But thanks for reminding us all of that horrible moment, Michael Bay. I mean, who's gonna know? Uh, but 
Thank you for reminding us three years before of something that. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for being prescient. Oh, and even the who's the cab driver at the beginning is even like hanging well, with, hang with Mr. Saddam Cooper. Hussein, Mr. It's Cooper. A hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mark no, Curry. no, the first one who has the little dog, the little bulldog that gets blown up. Eddie Griffin. Oh, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. He's like terrorist attack being blown up by Saddam Hussein. I was like, well, wrong guy, but yeah, pretty much you're you're close. <laughs> um, okay, so they're on the oil rig. <laughs> Good point, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the things that made me feel bad in this movie. On the oil rig, and then the government shows them in the helicopter. You have to go right now. Issue a national security. I'm not going anywhere with my, my daughter. All right, Liv Tyler, let's go. <laughs> so helicopter flight takes – how long do you think it takes to fly from where they are? Well, from, from – They're my, in Houston already. No, well, we no, assume. where they are, they're in like the South China Sea or wherever they're supposed to be. They're, no, they're not actually in like okay. Galveston where their oil rig is. They're supposed to be... Do they say where they yeah, are? Yeah, there's a title card that comes up, and it says, like, the South China Sea or, oh. or some crap. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I, I, I knew it had to be far away based on the whole, you know, been apologizing to us for 18 hours. Yes. Like okay. 18 hours. So, 18 hours? Is that what he said? That was yeah. the number. So, 18 hours. And then NASA, Billy Bob Thornton tells them what's going on, and, and they have time to, will you help us? Oh, yeah, we'll help us. How many? <laughs> Mr. Stamper. So, I'm yeah. glad that you fit into these jumpsuits. Yes. <laughs> do they give you, like, just fun little jumpsuits if you go visit NASA? Do they? I guess so. It's, it's well, like they were covered in oil when they picked him up after he was creating his own fucking deep water horizon. <laughs> 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 That's a good point. Uh, good they point. just spilled about 2,000 gallons of oil. That's probably at a conservative estimate. <laughs> many <laughs> dolphins died oh, yeah. to, <laughs> to bring us this information well said okay <laughs> thank you um so all right so a couple of days then right that he and Liv tyler are with nasa sure. when they're asking yeah. will you help us yeah we'll help us well now we got to collect your your team so well, well, 36 for, hours maybe first, before right. it was yeah. let's collect your team it's well who's gonna be doing it right it's my design well your cams are all wrong yeah who put so, this on well the way i see it it's going to be a lot easier to train a bunch of drillers to be astronauts than to train astronauts to be drillers would it be? <laughs> I don't know. That's the logic that this movie proposes, <laughs> Oh, yeah, though. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it also does it after it shows the lineup of astronauts. And if I were an astronaut when this movie came out, man, I'd be pissed. Because <laughs> it's the wimpiest, like, the fucking nerds that you gave, uh, uh, what do you call it when you pull the back of the pants? Wedgies? Wedgies, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of prepubescent guys with, like, barely grown-in mustaches trying to stand all tough in a row. Oh, sure, yeah, no. The country's best and the brightest, both physically and mentally. And, like, in this movie, it's like, yeah, no. I can get some guy, some high school dropout exactly. that works on an oil rig <laughs> Which, and do your job. Con- <laughs> you convicts. Can't, you can't drill. <laughs> yes, convicts. <laughs> People who resort to violence and have... Uh, Drilling's a science. Questionable it's mental It's an facility. art. It's an art. Anyway, so... You point the drill life. down and press on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm guessing I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate maybe 36 hours. Sure, sure. maybe a day, two days of the 18 or whatever that we have left. Yeah. So in that time, and then they yeah, and then when, they train for like 12. When but when Bruce Willis left the oil rig to the time where he decides, and then it's like, all right, let's round up your crew. They've already fucking abandoned the oil rig and have gone to other parts of the U.S. Like back, like the, one of the guys is in the casino. One of yeah. the guys, you know, Luke Wilson is back on his Luke Wilson in El Paso. Is it Luke Owen Wilson? Wilson? Owen Wilson is back on his ranch. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck has his own business. He started a business in the last two days. Signs that are already <laughs> weathered. Pre- President <laughs> AJ. Yes. Yes. That's right. What the fuck? What, so what like happened? He's been there for fifteen years. This seems like like three months later, not uh-huh. thirty six hours yeah. later. What? What's? Am I the only one who was bumped by that time difference? Oh yeah, no, it was incredible. Okay, good. 
Well, now that we've got that settled, let's move on. No, no, that's good. I, you know what? Honestly, I thought about all those other things. I didn't think about the weathered signs. I never <laughs> yes, once I thought that. about the weathered signs that AJ had on the on the oil rig. <laughs> yeah. All I could think of was, did he really have enough money to like buy a business? Yeah, he's like, got a startup. <laughs> he, he can't afford a shit ring for Liv Tyler. <laughs> oh, I know. But he's got enough. That to, you little know, for cracker a jacks, oil business. <laughs> that cracker jacks yeah. ring that he that she's uh, holding on to. Yeah, poor Liv. So. um there's there's a great actor in this movie named Jason Isaacs, who you might know from like the Harry Potter movies. Oh, he played like Lucius Malfoy. Lucius, Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he plays a scientist in this movie who I like to refer to as the Joel Bernson of Armageddon. Oh, <laughs> that guy's kind of a dick. <laughs> he's not really point. a dick though. He's no, he's not a dick in this movie. He's just the smartest guy in the he's room. He's the smartest guy in the room. All right. until Bruce Willis shows up, then right. he's the second smartest guy in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's pretty much the smartest man on the planet, so you better listen to I know, him. And That's what Bruce, he's telling the general. I know, yeah. and then Bruce Willis shows up, and he's like, well we, um, well, we tried, but we couldn't figure it. I'm like, wait, why is this guy suddenly this simpering idiot yeah. once John McClane shows up? Yeah, Billy McClane's <laughs> like, yeah, shut up, Curry. Let him talk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we tried it your way. <laughs> That's where the writing starts to kind of fail a little bit in this movie. Yeah. Um, I still want to know who the fuck Carl is. Who is Carl? <laughs> uh, what, what, I'm going through my notes here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Me too. Do you think that if you save the world from an ast- uh, asteroid the size of Texas, mm-hmm. that you could leverage that to pay no more taxes? But, uh, yeah. You yeah. think so? I, I, I think that's believable. You think yeah. that could work? I don't think they, they were shooting high enough. Like they're talking about, I've got some speeding tickets that need to be taken care of. Like I, I want a palace. I actually found that part funny. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you like that with their meager requests. And, you, know. <laughs> you know, I will. Joe's like, I'd have gone for like diplomatic immunity for life. Fuck yeah, dude! I don't want to pay for anything ever again, much less taxes. Yeah. Uh, but so I thought that I had. Okay, so this came out the same year, and in fact, months apart from the other asteroid. Deep Impact Deep movie. Yeah. Deep Impact. Did either of you see that? I yeah. did not. Yeah. I saw Deep Impact first because it came out first, uh-huh. and then I saw Armageddon subsequently afterwards. Uh, that was redundant. What um what was your opinion comparing and contrasting? Because you can't help but compare the two. Yeah, I I liked Armageddon better. I did too. Yeah, I thought and it was, was a much more entertaining film. Kind of embarrassed to admit it because Deep Impact was supposed to be oh this is the thinking man's <laughs> comic <laughs> well, man's world. It, it was yeah. more Deep Impact was more of a a, a reflective kind of a, a character piece. Yes. it was more about the personal relationships, which you think. I would like, and uh-huh. critics would like better, uh, but actually critics like Armageddon better. Yeah, like it's it just, because it's a silly concept. At its heart, you know, what? astronauts... An asteroid hitting as, No, 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 here, here it is. The, the, an asteroid coming to Earth, oh. to, and, and astronauts going to stop it, to try to stop it from destroying the planet, yeah. that concept in itself is silly sci-fi. It's not what we That we're going to be able to send a, a ship to go and stop it. The way they handled it in Deep Impact was just that we sent a bunch of sacrificial lambs up to the a- to the asteroid and to it, blow it up. And it didn't work, and it yeah. and it didn't work. It was handled very. It was very heavy handed and very self important with yes. Deep Impact. Yeah. Whereas with Armageddon, it was handled with like these are like cowboy superheroes. Yeah. We're sending these people up, and it's it's a bunch of cheese. And uh, you know it, it's so it's crazy. It just might work. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's it's very popcorn. You know, s- summer cinema kind of stuff. No, I agree. And so I think they captured kind of the spirit of what that was supposed to be a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I do love. It's, it's so crazy. It just might work. That made me think of a line when uh, when Bruce Willis asks uh, Truman. He's like, "So mm. I guess you're not telling the rest of the world about this." And uh, Billy Bob Thornton's like, "No." There's gonna be a, there would be a social security. Uh, what, what what does he say? Social services would have a worldwide breakdown. 
pretty much the worst parts of the Bible. Oh, like, yeah. Right, including. I, I don't remember social services being in the Bible. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that part of the Bible where you have to talk to Flo in in the in, in, in the social <laughs> services line. <laughs> uh, People stop paying their water bill. <laughs> I know, right? Pandemonium. <laughs> um, animal crackers. Oh god! Oh my god! Is it time there's, to talk about? There's that no now? way. There's no way we could talk about Armageddon without talking about the Animal Crackers scene, aka, AKA the BMW commercial. The worst scene. Yes, right. <laughs> with that BMW just parked. Well, logo forward. There's, I mean, there's their heads. They're looking at each other, and then there's the hubcap with BMW. <laughs> yep. Right there. Okay. So creepy. It, is it okay? It's creepy. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Is there anything? redeemably romantic about this scene. It, you know, in concept, it like uh, this is something that I could almost see myself doing with the with a with a girlfriend. Um where you know, you're playing around, you're being silly and you know, you're you're working food into sex basically is what I'm saying. No, um but it was it was the <laughs> Come on, you eat crackers see, don't 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 do. Do. Come on, just, just say it. Wait, who hasn't? You know? Have we, I think hand. we've talked about this before, and I feel like if I was Liv Tyler and I can't but if I was Liv Tyler, if anybody tried to put food in my in my, my underwear, I'd be like, What the fuck are you doing? Like this, that, see, that's disgusting. It, it it started okay and then it went too far. And the whole part where he's like, Should I go north to the ample bosoms or south? The mountains. North, <laughs> and he keeps going back and forth, north, south. And I'm like, Okay. Now just we're lingering too long. And and then it just devolved into ooh, twelve year old titties and bos- you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's almost like it, Michael I, Bated. I, I see what you're saying. It, it started off with kind of a sweet concept. It could have been if 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 a director, if this were in the hands of a more capable director, that could have been a cute little sweet scene. Right. Instead, it, it was in the hands of the guy who had the dogs humping in a transformer. Yes, movie. and that's why it feels like a dirty old man just watching <laughs> Liv Tyler's it's just naked body. Basically, yes. Un- naked body. Underscored by Liv Tyler's really real father <laughs> singing. Yeah, I know how creepy is that. That <laughs> Steven Tyler is is serenading this whole Stick thing. Stick cookies in my daughter's panties. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to close. I wanted to close my eyes. The, the, the worst thing I think about that scene mm. is that her little piece of dialogue is where she's like, do you think there's any chance? Right. That anybody else is doing the same exact thing at the same exact moment? Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. That's the answer. Because he's like, I'd like to think there is. What Otherwise, a, what the hell what are we trying we f- to say? I'm like, there is nobody else no. putting animal crackers <laughs> in their girlfriend's panties <laughs> right we're now. sure as hell not trying to save the planet for the right to do so. But good question, Liv. What do you think about Liv Tyler? Oh. She's so bad. I used to, I, looking back, I know. I, I used to think she was so hot, and like back she in is. the crazy video. Empire Records, and yeah, Empire Records, yeah. and you know, but now watching this, I'm like, what did I ever see? But, she she's terrible but you know in what? this movie, and all she is is a pouty, whiny, just yeah. But but I kind of think that's my father up there. But most yeah. people are kind of terrible in this. She's terrible. Ben Affleck is terrible in this. Like you said, Bruce Willis is kind of mailing it in. I I actually I blame Michael Bay. Actually, I, I think Bruce, Bruce Willis is pretty damn good in this movie. I thought for Bruce Willis lately, he actually seems to give a shit. Right? Yeah. It's not he, getting the vacant Bruce Willis that you get no, a lot of stuff. Well, although we just talked about an entire scene where we had a vacant Bruce Willis well, when he's looking at But you're right. There could be many reasons. <laughs> no, see, the thing is, for that vacant Bruce Willis scene, then I would throw up the but, Bruce uh, the, the Bruce Willis <laughs> ta- saying goodbye to his daughter. All right. No, that you're moment. right. 
or you know, I, there I, there are a lot of good Bruce Willis character moments in this movie. I like the scene where he's kind of coming to grips when Billy Bob at the beginning has kind of told him what's going on. And he's like, <laughs> you guys are supposed to be thinking this <laughs> shit up. I bet right now there's just a room of dudes just yeah. thinking, thinking this shit, shit up. <laughs> Got a room full backing them up. Jesus Christ. have a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. He has, he has, he has some moments, but it, it's, I'm not going to call it a weak performance, but um, he and Steve Buscemi and maybe even William Fickner can transcend the the directing style of Michael Bay. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's and then there's Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, or actually, actually, you know what? Peter, Peter Stormare, Stormare is actually really good in this as well. But <laughs> I, the thing is, you have to him. wait. You wait until the hour mark. Yeah. Before you get to Peter Stormare. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> he kind of saves the day. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm so glad they have an extra suit for him and everything. And, you know, <laughs> Very convenient. To, you know, fitting uh, mask and all that. An extra chair. You know, why not? You know, just we were just putting all our bags in this other, you know, cockpit chair. You know, so <laughs> I'm glad you can sit here now. Hey, you're a part of our crew. How about this? What if the, the independents went down, mm-hmm. but everybody survived? <laughs> what would they have done? How would they have gotten everybody home? That's a good point. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I have a half dozen of you guys. Are then they would have had. To, they would have had to draw straws. As who gets to come home, right? Well, luckily William Fickner always carries around a, <laughs> a handful of color coded straws for just such an occasion. <laughs> what the Which fuck, was, man? It was it was wires. He did have. They were wires. Is and that he, what they you were? Do, you do see him cut them. No, I didn't. I, I didn't see him cut. Them. I didn't. You I can believe they're wires, but I didn't see him cut. I them. thought that. I the thought they showed I, him cutting the no, wires. They're like, we're going to draw straws, and the next thing he's <laughs> he like just holding them. Straws. Oh, you mean like these Did straws? You say straws? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it was just. I mean, one of them is a swizzle stick, <laughs> but you know, shit. I guess it, it was still a work, right? <laughs> Holy shit! Right. I wonder if that's one of those situations where I just like subconsciously like filled the gaps in. I think you made that better. Oh my god! How did anybody survive the independence? I it's like, only the astronauts get killed. Oh, and Owen Wilson. <laughs> and Owen Wilson. You know? Oh, I know. Oh, and the other guy that no one remembers. There's the, there's yes, the other guy. The, the, the kind of brunette, shorter-looking yeah. guy. Yeah, the, I remember, like, oh, Gruber's dead. Like, oh, and like, wait, who's Gruber? Who the fuck is <laughs> Gruber? <laughs> I, I realized he was the other nuclear technician. <laughs> at the beginning, when they're introducing all the guys, and then there's like, and then there's this guy, and I'm like, I don't remember him. And then I was like, oh, that's why. They, may, they may as well just put red shirts on them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these guys won't be surviving through the mission. This is the main astronaut guy, and then. But know, I don't remember Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. Owen, Owen Wilson. 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 Damn it! So I don't um, remember him dying so soon. Getting sucked out of the cockpit of your space shuttle, <laughs> pretty much the worst way to go. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> apparently you can still scream in space. <laughs> yeah, I thought well, <laughs> that goes along with the fiery explosions right. in space, Joel. I thought I thought it was the exact opposite. I that thought goes, no one can. That hear goes you along with the fiery explosions, and when the the uh, Russian space station is falling apart, gravity pulling the pod right. Down to your ship. It's falling. <laughs> and while they're on the asteroid, they make a big deal at the beginning when they're like, you know, t- look at this film of, of Neil Armstrong on the moon. See how he has low gravity? Like they've never fucking seen it before. Sure. Um, that's what it's going to be like on the asteroid. Right. First of all, I don't think the moon and the and this asteroid have the exact same gravitational pull, but whatever. <laughs> I'll give it to you. It's traveling at 22,000 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, sure. But by the time they get on the asteroid... It's like the same. And they're I just know they're just sauntering along like way. it's like it's my backyard. Yeah, they're driving this multi-ton uh, vehicle around it, and uh, but they it, they explain it with the suits that they have thrusters on the suits. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's but, that little device. If I kick you like, in the balls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be able to not float away? I'll float like that away. Joke. That's that's that oh, thing. It's like that movie. Th- thank you for smoking. 
Where it's like, yeah. well, we just fixed it with that one piece of dialogue. Thank, right. thank God they invented that one thing. Yeah. But uh, it certainly does take liberties with it. Okay, here's what I want to say. For everybody in the last couple of years who has given, uh, I'm talking to you, Neil deGrasse Tyson, given Interstellar and Gravity shit for their movies not being scientifically <laughs> sound, let's just remember how far we've come. All right, folks? Let's in see the, how In the far last we've 15 come. years or okay, 17 years. But even, even the producers of this movie were like, this is not realistic. I know. If an asteroid were to come at the Earth, like, this shit is not a viable option. This could not happen. We could not do this yeah, to save no the planet. There's no way this could work. I know, well, yeah, Michael Bay's quote was, when he was interviewed about it, he says, well, it's a movie, and not that many people know about it. Talking about, like, fire <laughs> not, not that many people gravity. know about the movie? And it was, no, 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 oh. no about, like, you, oh, that fire, or that oxygen, you know, uh, you need, that oxygen burns up immediately, and yeah. the gravity doesn't work that way. And I'm like... No, no, people know. You don't know about that's, it, maybe Michael Bay, but people what, knew in 1998. Hey, nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public. I'm, all right, it's <laughs> a salient point. Everybody knows. Like yeah. the the how how uh, airtight are those armadillos? Because like everybody, the, like everybody's taking their masks off in it, and they that's look right. pretty flimsy. Oh, and they always take their masks off like immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Isn't it like a decompression chamber that you need? Well, they they come back from destroying an asteroid. They've been in space for like. What, three days, three four days? Yeah, they immediately land, and Ben Affleck's running on on the freaking right. runway. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there's a. Well, they have to decompress a little bit, or, or Peter Stormare, like the Russian, like shouldn't even be able to walk yeah. on the asteroid because yeah. yeah, he was up there for 18 eight months. months. His 18 muscles months. would have atrophied. Uh, you know what? Speaking of landing at Kennedy, um, okay, so Liv, uh, Liv Tyler, I know where you're going. The, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It, which I didn't notice until like the last time I watched this movie. Liv Tyler. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is at Kennedy when they launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately in Florida. is is in Houston mm-hmm. for mission control. Right, <laughs> and then when they land, is there to meet Ben Affleck in Kennedy when yeah. they land uh, the the shuttle. Mm-hmm. At no point do we see her being carted around. At no, no point does someone say, "Hey, let's get you back over to Kennedy right. to meet up with your boyfriend or anything like that." We're in well, yeah, Billy Bob's there too. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, Billy. Yeah, that's right. Billy Bob's Both of them there. Are. Both wearing the same outfit. Like didn't have time to freshen up on the road. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There's commanding out of but Florida. It, holy shit! No, but Doden, Billy Bob's in two places at once. When they take off, Billy Bob's there. Billy Bob's actually in Florida, there. That's He's right. in Florida, but then when they check in in Houston, Billy Bob is in Houston as well because he's next to the dude who's like, "All right, we're taking control of uh, of whatever." That's right. Holy crap! Deleted scenes <laughs> where they're where they're traveling back and forth. That's, that's a quick. Two-hour flight. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, they just crossing the Gulf, really. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, not that many people knew that Kennedy and uh, Johnson were Johnson two, different, two not different. Not that many people knew. But th- <laughs> according to Michael Bay, yeah. But it's just one of those. Houston is like a thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they have to keep track of their own science, though, Joel. It's a code word. Oh if they're gonna say, <laughs> if they're gonna say Houston, they got to stick with it. Speaking of their own science, mm-hmm. remember when they had personal locators? At one point in this movie, they have personal. They oh, go right. on the Russian space little, oh, station. Oh yeah, little blips, and they're the like, video game. blowing up, turning on their personal locators, and they've got the. Why didn't they have those fucking personal locators when they were on the ship? Really useful. When or when they were on the the um the asteroid? Yeah, yeah. maybe when they're like, ah, oh, we've got these two blips that are. It looks like Bear and AJ yeah. are. Uh, Huh? And 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 the Russians and the Russian yeah, the other cosmonaut. ship that crashed. We huh. can save them. It looks like maybe they can help. Looks like they're making their way to, to Harry and the rest of the guys. Hey guys, it looks like you got some <laughs> blips coming over to you. I'm checking their personal locators right now. Well, they, go ahead, Matt. 
No, no, oh, no. Sorry. no that's the <laughs> they play fast and loose with the uh, the communications and when we can communicate and have uplink with the uh, them on the asteroid in Houston and when we don't. So the whole scene where they're going to remotely detonate the nuke, all right? They think they're only 50 feet in. They should be at, what, 250 feet by that point. Right. They're not going to make it. William Fickner's freaking out. And so they're going to plan B. What do you call it? The Operation Secondary Protocol. Secondary Protocol. protocol. Gets the gun out. Uh, so I'm overriding this. Keith system. David. Or David <laughs> Keith? Keith, Keith David. David. Uh, yeah, he's in Houston or one of the places, and he's got to remotely. You got the berries over the twigs, or you got the twigs in the berries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's he's going to override the franks and the beans. That's where I was. It was the franks and the beans. He's going to send the signal to detonate early because you know something is better than nothing. And Billy Bob Thornton's trying to talk him out of it. So, no, do you know what he says to talk him out of it? Uh, he says, "If you detonate that nuke, you've wasted a perfectly good bomb." <laughs> And maybe murdered a bunch of unsuspecting yeah, volunteers. That too. And, <laughs> and, you know, been responsible for the destruction of the planet. But we don't want to waste that part. Wasting a bomb. <laughs> so the, the whole, they make a big deal about they need the link, right? The, to the uplink. Right. So yeah. that they can remotely detonate it. And so Billy Bob and the NASA nerds are, are trying to cut the link and then they bring it back on. So that whole scene happens. Now, cut to the end where Bruce Willis has the detonator. Uh, they've already they've dug as deep as they need to go. At that point, if you're if you're the same guy who was willing, you know, an hour ago to blow up the nuke at everybody there at only fifty feet, now that they're at eight hundred, wouldn't you be like, hey, good job, guys? Hey, uh, blow it up. We can't take any more chances. <laughs> Fucking detonate right now. Like, why put it in the hands to the last second? You know, because they're 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 counting down to the the zero mark or wherever it is where we have to blow it up. Well, because they they point. can't at that point. They have to do it because they hadn't lowered the bomb into the hole at that point. Yeah, yeah, but but once it's in there and Bruce Willis because and that, Ben Affleck because are, no because after Ben Affleck finished drilling the hole, uh, then they had the to bomb, back him out. They had to back had him out, but then stuff, everything yeah. got blown up. They had the storm, the the rock storm, so they couldn't and that, remotely that, that, and that blew anymore, the huh? yeah that blew up the remote detonation. That's why he had to all right, stay. All right, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah they, they finally that. something that comes together. I know, right? They explain that. But I was just like, wow, this would be the perfect time to remotely detonate that if you wanted to. Yeah, Joel, that was the plan. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's why Bruce Willis had to die. Brillis. Uh, <laughs> what you talk about, Brillis? Bruce Brillis. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, um, Bruce Willis tugged at the heartstrings. That last I, scene. I, I cried probably two times. He, he <laughs> two tugged, times. He got some, two, ti- two times. Two times. Um, one yeah, time. So I, got, I, got, I got teared up. I got teared up when he says goodbye to Grace, mm-hmm. where he's like, "I, I got, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to break my promise." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" And I don't it's know tough. if it's, I don't know if these are daddy hormones, yes. like upcoming daddy hormones, where he's like, and it, and it's daddy daughter stuff, and she's like, you know, I, I, I am you, and I'm so proud of you, oh. daddy, and I'm like, oh my God, oh God, this is, and then when he's like, we win, Gracie, and it's that life passing before his eyes. Mm. You know what? Three times. Then when William Fickner comes up to her at the end and he's like uh, requesting sh- permission shake. to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I ever met. I'm yeah, like, motherfucking William Fickner. <laughs> you know, those, those three times I got I got touched in this movie. Where I was like, uh, not that I'm saying that this makes it like a, a great movie or no. anything like that. Just, you know, even shit. even in even in a pile of shit, you might find a, a lump of gold or something. Uh, I remember feeling so much more sentimental about that when I first saw it in the theaters. I was like, oh, th- they're killing Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he's dying. Like, it's, it's true. I was talking to Caitlin. And she was watching it with me again. And she's like, yeah. The, the, the hero doesn't get the girl, you know, that they uh, kill him off. Yeah. You know, he doesn't run off. He lived off. a long <laughs> life, though. <laughs> yeah, had, had he died in a 
movie previously? Bruce I don't Willis? Think so. He's always I mean, the, where he was the death, hero. Death Becomes Her. Well, the well, he was kind of the hero at the end of Death Becomes Her. Oh, he was he, always the hero. He broke the cycle. Yeah, he died at the end of Death Becomes Her. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But that movie's about death. Yeah. It's in the title. It's right there in it the It becomes title. her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you should play this uh, episode back to your daughter when she's like 12 years old and hate your guts. You're like, listen to what I said about you 12 years ago. <laughs> I love you, uh, stupid. Damn it. I'm tearing up over <laughs> Bruce Willis for you. <laughs> Apparently, though, Bruce Willis, when he was filming that scene, if that made you tear up, he actually brought a picture of his own daughter on sc- uh, to set and had placed it, and he was talking to her. It's a picture Aww. of his own daughter. That's why he was able to cry. Not because of Michael Bay's directing. Man. Actually, I have a friend of mine that saw this movie in the theaters, and you know, as the last preview ends, theater goes dark, getting ready to start the movie. You hear the door open, and a guy with a German accent, Bruce Willis dies. No. <laughs> oh. Like, oh. Like oh opening my weekend? Oh, yeah. Like, this just kills the experience uh, for a theater full of people. That guy was then murdered and <laughs> hung in the parking lot of that theater. <laughs> did anyone ever point out the irony that, like, Michael Bay did a movie called The Rock, and then his next movie after that was about a rock? About that, destroying like, the rock? Was destroying the earth? <laughs> no. No? I, okay. I totally forgot I'm about just, that. Just curious about that. Uh, I think we've gone through all the notes I have other than the fact that Liv Tyler likes to beat up crippled old men. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? What? Where, where she like? Oh, where she slams she, it. Yeah, they, they give her unfettered access into <laughs> yes. the control room, and it's, she's running around. I know, right? And even when the military takes over, she's still oh, yeah. running around in the control room. And then, like, when they decide they're going to like blow the nuke, she's like, "You have not told them," and she just grabs Billy Bob Thornton and just slams him to the ground. Oh, cripple old man. That's right. He's not an old man. He's a cripple. Prime of his of, life. He's kind of a crippled. I don't well, yeah, know about prime did, of his life. They did he was minimally crippled. Minimally. <laughs> he's wearing bra- leg braces. Yeah, but he had to like show you. you know, otherwise he moves <laughs> yeah, around just fine. Yeah. It's not like he's even walking with a pronounced limp I when know, he's, he's going through the hangar Until he Willis. showed us, and then it was like, ah. Oh, now, he's, uh, now he's crippled. I mean, he was walking around fine enough for Bruce Willis to ask, you know, know like, right? hey, so uh, what's the Well, you didn't know. You got You see me? He's he's Professor X. I guess I should back away from this desk here. (laughs) I have the power to read your mind. Logan. The last last note I had had to do with um, when the shuttles are taking off. You know, the independence and freedom. Great names, by the way. Um, Freedom! I don't think that they would probably, like, on a mission to save the world... That you would take the chance to, first of all, have them so closely located next to each other, <laughs> yes. and then launch them simultaneously, like these two just rocket fuel filled uh, monstrosities. Uh-huh. Like that is going to set the other. You can't both them them with it's nuclear like warheads. A, there's not a fu- yes. There you go. They're not even. There's no fucking steering wheels on these things. They just go w- willy nilly wherever <laughs> the rocket fuel takes them. Yeah. What are the? Ch- <laughs> that would have been a great like. <laughs> I, I want to recut this movie where it's like one act <laughs> and right in that scene they just into each slam other. into each other and like. Well, oh. what else we got? <laughs> Plan C. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's try those solar sails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck though with Billy Bob Thornton? You have one scene where he's telling all of his guys, he's like, "I know you've got notes. You've written it on a napkin or a pizza box, whatever idea you've I want got. Anything you I have. want anything you have." Then they cut to a scene where like all these guys are giving him the ideas. They're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, well we've got these solar sails, and what they do is we put them on it, and it deploys, yeah. and solar winds will catch." And he's like, "Come on, guys, yeah. this is real." I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you, you fatty." Asked, you fucking asked. I said good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you asked, you asshole. Um, you know what? The score to this movie, huh? I really fucking liked it. Dude, Trevor Rabin, he, he, f- 
And nobody does this style of score better than uh, yeah. than, than Trevor Rabin. Like, I even like his Transformer scores. Yeah, he's done you, a lot of the Michael. You Davis. get that. You get that orchestra, and then like you 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 chime in with that fucking electric guitar. Mm. And I just see an American flag in my head every time I hear his music. <laughs> it's pretty good. And Unfortunately, then, like, underscored by Aerosmith, Aerosmith. Uh, and Bon Jovi sometimes. Oh yeah, that one song. And That's then right. ZZ Top. And then uh, more Aerosmith. And then yeah, more and Aerosmith. Curtis Mayfield is in there too. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's hard to pin. Well, actually, it's very easy to pinpoint the exact moment when I became out on Aerosmith, and that's pretty much when they rolled credits. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I could stay oh like done, God. over, the no wedding. Like nuts. The wedding, and they couldn't find better pictures of their friends and family for their wedding <laughs> the than promo pictures for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, they don't even have them, like, displayed properly. They're just, like, in the middle of seats. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'd probably sit here. Second, yeah. second unit. Saving it for They're Elijah. Like, Okay, let's get the, let's get the uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Let's get you set up. We'll put Bruce next to you. Apparently, that whole last uh, sequence was a Beneflex idea that he shot with his own, very own Super Eight camera. Beneflex. A little bit of trivia for you. Oh, really wow. for him. Beneflex worst movie? No. Film role? No. No, dude. As we an watched, actor, we watched Forces of Nature. We've watched Daredevil. Ooh. Speaking of which, Ooh. how weird to see like Daredevil and Kingpin go into space. Oh, that's right. Yes. Look at that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, poor Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> Why poor Michael, Michael Clark Duncan, but not poor now? So, so is Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's not dead? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Oh. Uh, Leaving oh, on, on a jet, a jet plane. Oh, no. He never takes anything <laughs> seriously. <laughs> That's pretty good, Willis. Yeah. Reminds me of someone I used to know. <laughs> That's a pretty good uh Didn't Faulkner. have to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, do you guys have any other notes about this movie? I, you know, overall, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's it's still a guilty pleasure movie. It has some glaring ass. It's been a while since I've gone back and revisited this movie. Yeah, uh, it has some glaring ass flaws, but I still enjoy the experience. But yeah, dude, there's like a good hour in the middle of this movie that you could just fucking skip over. Yeah, like like they've got like all this training shit, and they outline like two or three times where they're like. All right, we've got two crews. Right. I'm going to be commanding the Freedom. AJ's going to be on the Independence. All right, AJ's going to be on the Independence. I'm going to be on the Freedom. <laughs> We're going to be training. You're going to be in the pool. Yeah. We're going to be training underwater for zero Gs. <laughs> like, they go over that two or three times. Oh, yeah. Take them up the jets. We're going to twist you. We're going to turn you. We're going to I'm going to frappe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Put we, a cherry on top. We don't need all this. And no. I get what they were doing. You know, it's a, it's an homage. I mean, they even say it. They're like, talk about the, the wrong, wrong stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I get what, where they're going with it. It's a fun little homage. But, man, there's no reason this movie needed to be two and a half you hours You know what, long. though? I, I agree. But if you're going to cut anything out, I say cut a lot of that third act out, all those 12 explosions where we only needed yeah. two. I, I get it. Cut the explosions. You know, the thing is, you don't... I don't want to. I don't want to disagree about cut the third act out. Cut mm-hmm. the third act down. Get them on the asteroid quicker. I don't know. I'm telling you, my favorite stuff is all that stuff before the asteroid. Because, and here we go. Comparing and contrasting to Deep Impact, that was supposed to be a character-driven piece and make you care about the humanity. Where, and I didn't care about any of those people. This one. Like, you got to spend time with it. Like, I felt bad when Luke Wilson died, or Owen Wilson, whichever yeah, one died. You felt so bad, you forgot <laughs> who that it I didn't was. know one of the Wilson boys died. You know, and that guy, I'm, like the blonde guy, when he died, that was kind of sad. Right? I'm yeah. Chewy. And the fat guy who's in the... Have uh, you even watched yeah. Star Wars? <laughs> the fat guy who's working the drill when Max. he gets sucked away, like, oh, Max. Bye, yeah. Max. Whereas, uh, and the only reason I felt that way is because you got to see the camaraderie and them... You could still see the camaraderie, just cut 
cut some of that training stuff out. It, it, you it needed to be really, less than You hours. didn't really get a lot of that camaraderie anyway with some of that training sequence stuff. When you find out the armadillo and you see them like pulling shit out of the armadillo and he's like, what's this, an ice cream scoop? Brant. Like we yeah, don't. I've laid eyes on this vehicle for like one minute. I'm already tearing it apart. Like, yeah, I know you guys were going to like land on the moon and shit. But, right. You know, but <laughs> smartest people ever. Yeah. But uh, we're going to come in. Or or the uh, the whole sequence where the space station, the the Russian space station, blows up. We didn't need that. That was an unnecessary action. Exactly. Sequence. That was that was Doden's rule yeah. of it's been 12 minutes since our Explosions last for minute. Mm-hmm. Got to destroy Shanghai. Got to destroy Paris. <laughs> there's destroy there's the really no station. there's no reason that that like that whole sequence where the ships finally take off mm-hmm. that couldn't have been our breather like the ships have now taken off now is our breather they're on their way to the moon and then they're going to slingshot around the moon you know let's have some dialogue if you if you want the russian cosmonaut why couldn't he have just been part of the original team well i like the well i was gonna say i like the idea that they needed to stop to refuel although that guy's been up there for 18 months what are the chances that he happens to have the fuel for the uh give me fuel give me fire give me that which i desire that uh that these two (laughs) ships are running on yeah um I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's it's interchangeable. It's I not like it, diesel or unleaded. I think they could just jet have fuel is jet fuel. fuel. All right. Just Apparently, he's just got oxygen to burn up there too because they have so many because place, it does extra burn. secret uh, places. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's, it's been like, oh, get stuck in here. Oh, let's go let's take an extra hatch that's yeah, oxygenated. Exactly. And <laughs> we can you know, make our way through go here. Go through the foyer. Take a right at the <laughs> tennis room. Just make sure you hold your breath. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nubian, uh, very nice. <laughs> Republic credits. Republic credits. No They're no good here. here. No, they won't. It's something more real. <laughs> we just went into episode one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then it, when it starts to catch fire, I love the shot of like Ben Affleck, and then he's at the bottom of the tube, and there's fire above him, mm-hmm. not touching him. He's fine. He's got oh, his sure. helmet off, breathing oxygen. Yeah. Why not? The, the moment no, nobody the moment, knows, the nobody moment, knows these things. The Joe. moment something sparks, that whole thing is gone. Yes, there is no, there is no like, oh, it's just burning a little. It's bit. on fire. We gotta get back to the. <laughs> yeah. <Roll credits>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to close. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we do like an Armageddon like mega cut? Hell like, yeah, dude. Like roll the credits every time that movie should have ended. <laughs> like just that's where it should have ended. That's the end of the movie. All right. Um, that it for the notes. Everybody got. Okay. Their piece. I think so. All right. What do you, What do you think overall, Doden? Is this Is this something that that did you, do you despite despite its faults? Do you enjoy the ride? No. No. <laughs> no. Wow. no. I, I I enjoyed it when I saw it in the theaters, but it's time has not treated it well. No, that is absolutely me. true. And, and to now look at it, just like yeah, no, it's it has its parts. It has its moments, you know, that are enjoyable. Like I said, uh-huh. you know, Bruce Willis doesn't seem to mail it in completely. Yeah. You know, and it had a nice pacing. Outside of being two and a half hours, right. initially, when it, in terms of it, it bringing the action right off the bat, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, okay, this is just crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask you about that, Joel. Effects wise, how do you think this this movie? Uh, how do you think this movie was then, and how do you think it fares? Not now? bad, actually. It won uh, Oscar for best effects yeah. that year that it came out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what else came out at the time? I mean, this is pre Matrix by a year. Uh huh. Um, not bad actually using some models using a lot of but but using a lot of heavy CG mm-hmm. which up until this point was like dinosaurs and, and the, I'm trying to think about like the last space movie that came out before this it it had a new well what was it Wing Commander no Wing Commander was after no, this no that was after that but there, you know some Star Trek movies where they were actually like respecting the laws of physics uh-huh. whereas in this one they're flying these shuttles around like they're jets oh my god yeah. they're banking <laughs> yes. and shit and it's like that's not how it works guys no um, but 
doing some great J.J. Abrams lens flares mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the camera work. Michael Bay's style of movie making lends itself well to being because it's a cartoon at yeah. that point. Oh yeah, yeah. he's no, doing cartoonish things. And uh, yeah, oh, I, th- I think the effects really hold up. Here's uh, one thing that I do appreciate about this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't want to compare it to Jaws, but by saying that, I'm going to. Uh, I do like that the asteroid kind of has like this weird, almost like Unicron yeah. in the Transformers animated movie. Mm-hmm. I like that the asteroid kind of has this like imposing presence. Yep. That mm-hmm. you kind of revisit every once in a while. It's de- yeah, demonic that, looking. It, yeah, that well, it in itself is the ticking clock, and I think they defeat that. By they'll show it and then suddenly they cut to a ticking clock and I'm like that totally defeats it. Yeah, like you could it. have just cut to the the asteroid like slowly approaching and then like cut to the humans doing whatever. That does the work. Like yeah. that makes you go ooh. Like but I really loved when they would cut back to the asteroid and I'm like oh my god you know this thing and they don't quite show you exactly no. like what all it, what it's it like looks like obscured in gas like yeah gas right. coming out the sides yeah. of it really uh-huh. colorful. With space, a lot of the less is more yes. you know, really works. Yes. You know, because, you know, no, nobody's fucking been up there. Right. You, know, nobody, you know, it's just like it, it, everybody's kind of creeped out by space to begin with. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it is scary when they show up, but it's like, and then back to the clock. And like, then back to the <laughs> clock. 16 hours. But, oh, yeah, you, you compare it to what the asteroid and Deep Impact look like, and it's like what we think an asteroid would look like, just a big potato. round rock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> potato-shaped rock. Line potato space potato. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is a little more, I don't want to say realistic, but, you know, they, yeah. they took some some uh, liberties yes, with, they the, did. with the design of it. And, so, and independence and freedom. And freedom, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so uh, uh, what did this uh, what did this movie do right, Joel? For me, um, something that we have talked very little about, which is Steve Buscemi. Man, every time I found myself getting bored or wishing a scene would be over, Steve Buscemi would show up and say something hilarious or do something. Uh, I think he he makes this movie like 10% better than Uh it should have been. Uh, I would have, I don't know what he's billed, but as far as I'm concerned, he's like third build. Like Bruce Willis, Billy Bob, and Steve Buscemi are are my takeaways from this movie. Mm -hmm. My only... Uh, caveat I would say is I hated what they did to his character why did they give him like the space dementia <laughs> he was so he was so fine and lovable and he already had his little side quirks and then all of a sudden he's just like a raging psycho like trying to commit murder yeah, and instantly and like, like, you gotta yeah, kill it, this guy yeah. it wasn't a gradual decline at all I know it was just like oh the next thing you know he's yeah he's, he's riding the nuclear bomb like I, slim pickings I love when when they cut to William Fickner and he's like he has space dementia. Like, I feel like that is the longest they could hold on William Fickner before, before he, like, was just like, what the fuck is this bullshit <laughs> that you're making me say? Like, what? I feel like when he saw that in the script, like, he just, like, threw the script down and maybe kicked a puppy or something. It was just like, <laughs> what the fuck are they making me say in this movie? So, space you know, dementia. Space space dementia. <laughs> That's kind of a thing, it's but a thing, right? I don't think NASA calls it space dementia. No. It's probably got a more clinical term. For all those seniors, you know, been up in space too long, you know, <laughs> starting to get dementia. It's it, it, it's the Armageddon equivalent of unobtainium. Yes. Like that was something yeah. that J.J. Abrams put in. He's like, eh, space dementia. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll give it a name Place later. Placeholder. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, Steve Buscemi was my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> what did uh, what did Armageddon do right, Doden? Actually, kind of tagging on that, I liked the cast outside of Ben Affleck. You know, this was one of the <laughs> earlier roles for Owen Wilson. Yeah. I think it may have been the first time you ever see Michael Clark Duncan in anything reasonable. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. At least that I can remember. Uh-huh. Maybe he had something before, but I, I'm pretty sure this was before Green Mile. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Well before Green Mile. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, Bruce Willis, I thought, you know, again, you know, acts outside of Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, you know, Billy Bob Thornton, you know. Mm-hmm. 
liked it. You yeah. know, that and like I said, the, with the pacing, like how it began, you know. Yeah, it starts with the a bang. Action. Yeah, you know. I um, I thought that the movie looked really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh, thought that course. I thought the 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 sound. I love the the score, and I thought the sound design on it was really good. Like I liked the production design of this movie a lot. Uh, I agree with you guys. I thought the cast was was also agree. I thought that this was not one of Ben Affleck's shining moments. No, As, and he. <laughs> oh my God, guys! He tried so hard. I know. Like he tried so hard when when Bruce Willis like takes the takes his pulls the pipe out of the back of his helmet and puts him back in the elevator and he's like, like I no. love you, Harry. I yeah. love you. And I'm like, Oh God, you're trying so hard to give for this movie and you're just man, you're not there yet. He has. Oh yes. He has gotten better. Ben Affleck oh, yeah. has gotten no, much better. If there was as a an most actor. improved award that they do for the Oscars, like yeah, yeah he should get I it. actually like Ben Affleck. No, not me too. Movie, right. But no, yeah. no, not in this movie. And he's, he's so young in this. It makes yes. it, that was one of the things that really dated it for me. Like, oh my God, this movie's old. Like, <laughs> I looked at him like he's young. Holy shit, how yeah. old was I? <laughs> yeah. Uh me feel bad. I do I do like the cast a lot in this movie, but I think the thing that really stands out for this movie is like that this movie has a very like unique look to itself it, it's very like it's got if I were to see like if I were to just be flipping through channels and I just kind of stumbled upon a frame of this movie mm-hmm. I'd immediately be able to say like oh that's Armageddon like it's just got this really nice shine to it yep. uh, that I, I like it kind of speaks to me and what I that's what I think it did the best is nice. that there's this really nice it's glossy nice glossy look to this movie that uh, that I think is gorgeous uh, and it, and it draws me to it. It's it's great for a a sci-fi movie that they're trying to base in kind of reality, not like a, a not in a fantasy world like a Star Wars movie where it's supposed to be on another planet. Right, right. It's supposed to be Earth, but it's still science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it glows in that respect, and that's what I liked about it. Uh, what did this movie do wrong, Joel? There, you could pick so many things. I'm sure you guys could. I, I will agree with whatever, whatever you say. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the the romance, the forced romance between mm-hmm. Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, which apparently wasn't in the original J.J. Abrams story. Yeah, it, there was no romance, and and what ruined it, or what caused them to inject it into this movie, was Titanic. Some studio guys were like, "Oh, we got, we got to have something for the ladies in there. Got to get a romance in there because Titanic did so well, and that's how you do a disaster movie." bring a, a, a love story into it mm-hmm. and it just didn't work and yeah. I, I I as much as it you can blame Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler they've been better in other movies I just think it's I, I don't think Michael Bay I don't think Michael Bay has much of a heart like uh, kind of no. put him in the George Lucas category which is like you can't write a love story if you don't know what love is right and I don't think this guy knows how to share <laughs> a life with another person truth you know what I mean? <laughs> truth, truth. <laughs> that sounds awful no 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 that, 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 but that makes so much sense yeah Doden what do you think it did wrong well, there was obviously some weaknesses in the extras casting, you know, uh-huh. as we talked about before. But uh, you know what? <laughs> I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. But no, Too many F-bombs, You know what, though? Man. Before you go forward with that, you're right, though. Like, I, I see where you're going. It's in, well done. But it, when, I want you to remember this. Uh, when they land the ship, which was a forced perspective model, by the way, uh, which is really funny. When you see that out on the runway, you're like, oh, my God, that's so small. But when they when they finally the, – when the crew lands and all the guys are coming out and, like, Liv Tyler's running over to, to Ben Affleck and they hug, there's two EMTs and they're walking out and they look at each other and they high-five each other. <laughs> 
You guys didn't do anything. <laughs> like, you guys didn't do a fucking thing. Why are you two high fiving yeah, each other? We successfully drove an ambulance onto a runway. <laughs> Woo! That's that's all. Whenever I see that, I just I'm like, what the fuck are they high fiving for? We need you guys to be excited. They just saved the world. Come on, show some excitement there. Do something. High five. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. But yeah, that and just the length of it. Stopping to blow things up. Stopping yeah. to you know make unnecessary little additions to it to where. It could have been moving just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I agree with you there. And I think that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna go with is the uh, the artificial drama that's drummed up throughout this entire movie. Uh, to touch on what Joel said, uh, this movie did not need to have the Ben Affleck uh, Liv Tyler relationship because the the relationship between father and daughter right. is all the humanity you needed to have tying him down to like the stakes of what's going on on the planet, what's going on on Earth. That's that's enough. You didn't need the love story. But yeah, what you said, that the stuff that that those things that draw the movie out, that is my big thing what I think this movie did wrong is the the, the and then. You know, okay, now you've got a nuke that's getting ready to go off and then the captain has a gun right. and then they start fighting and now it's they're disarming the bomb and then it's red wire or blue wire and then it's you know yeah. like uh, uh, no, and then. there's <laughs> ever uh, there's It all happens within 1 minute by the way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he goes from convincing William Fickner to this is the right thing yeah. to do to them choosing which wire to cut like in less than a minute. Yeah, like, forty yeah, okay, seconds. Forty <laughs> seconds. He's like, "Do you swear yeah. on your daughter's life, on my family, right. that you can reach that depth, dude? Will you just disarm this fucking bomb so we can all <laughs> yeah. not die right now?" And we can fucking try, at least try. Yep. Let's at least try. No, there's so many like things that we don't need. We don't need all this conflict. That's like, that would be like if you're watching Saving Private Ryan, and then all of a sudden like Edward Burns is too busy like trying to get in like arm wrestling matches with Tom Hanks <laughs> in the middle of firefights. Like, yeah. hey, we still haven't had that arm wrestling match yet. Like, no, there's enough conflict already. We don't need all this other ridiculous bullshit to kind of draw the story out. Yeah. Um, all right. So if we were to make Armageddon now in 2015, how would we do it? We'll start with Joel, and then I'll go, and then we'll save the best for last. Doden will you follow things. No, no pressure there. <laughs> oh, no worry. I know you will rise to the occasion. Not but like I Just did. like yeast. <laughs> you. <laughs> um, Matt Doden, the yeast of the editing bank. <laughs> <laughs> I smell T-shirt. <laughs> you smell something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start uh, with Bear, Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. Bear's character. Uh, not very inspired here. How about Tommy Tiny Lister, Zeus from uh, No Holds Barred, a few episodes back. Zeus. He's the guy with like the lazy eye. He was in Friday. He rode the bike. You know who he is. Big black guy. Peter Stormare, the crazy Russian. Lev. You need somebody uh, who's who's wild eyed and crazy and uh, attempts accents, but isn't always successful. Uh, so naturally, I went with Nicolas Cage in that <laughs> role as the crazy Russian. No stranger to Michael Bay projects. Oh, that's true, yes. Yeah. Coming off the rock. Uh, and yeah, back, he is. back onto the rock. <laughs> yeah, come, <laughs> Coming uh, off the rock's back. The William Fickner character. You. Ew. Ew. Do you remember what the name of that character's name was? Sharp. Willie Sharp. There you go. Willie Sharp. How about, is it Cillian Murphy or Killian, Killian. Murphy? Um, he seems maybe about the right age now and uh, a little bit shifty, but plays good guy, but potentially uh, a hazard. Killian Murphy. Steve Buscemi, my favorite character in this movie. Uh, another favorite actor of mine who uh, you've seen in all of the Neil Blomkamp movies uh, and also A-Team. Charlto Copley, I believe is yes. how his name is, is pronounced. Can't you just picture him as like the, the crazy genius who uh-huh. then goes even crazier at the end uh, and maybe has a problem with underage women? 
uh, Keith <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, how many times? Oh, poor. I, I, all right, just an aside. So I read that Steve Buscemi took this role because he wanted something a little, a little more serious. Not serious, but his character wasn't played for laughs so much in the script. And then when he got cast, they wrote all that shit in. Oh god! So it's like, well, can't win. But you know what? Steve Buscemi. Uh, no, Keith David, the general. Uh, how about Idris Elba? Nice. We like from yeah. Pacific Rim. Uh, We've canceled the apocalypse <laughs> today. Liv Tyler. I don't even need to explain who that is. Everybody knows who she is. Uh, one of my new favorite actresses, uh, who you'll see next summer in Independence Day. De. Uh, her name is Maka Maka Monroe. Is that how she's pronounced? Uh, she is from It Follows, the little indie indie uh, horror film It Follows. She's the blonde lead. Uh, I like her in this role. Because she'll be paired up with uh, the Ben Affleck character, um, actor I was just introduced to in Kingsman, The Secret Service, the new, the guy who plays the lead. Did you see Kingsman? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because you guys did an episode of it. No, uh, we didn't. Oh, you haven't yet? No, we haven't. Oh, my bad. Uh, well, you should. <laughs> Taron Eg- Egerton, I guess is what his name is. Uh-huh. He's, a, he's a British bloke, but uh, I like. he's a great actor. Check out that Kingsman if you haven't seen it. It's a fun, fun movie. Uh, and then finally, my two leads, the Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, I, I I wasn't going for the look, but I wanted somebody who could seem like he's a NASA nerd, uh, you know, been there a while, but also kind of command the room and, and bark orders at people. How about Edward Norton? <laughs> nice. a, a contemporary Edward Norton. Yes. And he would be barking orders, not orders, but uh, <laughs> uh, he would be barking with uh, the Bruce Willis character, who I am recasting as Liam Neeson. Liam nice. Neeson. Oh. oh, my God, I came so close to putting Liam really? Neeson in this. Uh, somebody had to, so I'm glad. Yep. I, I, somebody had to. And all this now is not the time for dick measuring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so because uh, all this is like space and it's a little campy, we're going to play up the camp in my version. And the king of camp, uh, as far as my dollar goes, is Paul Verhoeven. So nice. Paul Verhoeven's Armageddon. That's starring great. Liam Neeson. Okay, uh, starting with Lev. Uh, I think I skewed a little bit younger with my cast. Mm. Lev, the uh, the Russian cosmonaut, oh, yes. uh, played by Anton Yelchin. No, of course, played by he played Chekhov Actual in the Russian. the Star Trek uh, reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie reboot. Sharp, the uh, the William Fichtner character. Mm. I'm bringing back uh, uh, Ryan Phillippe. Bringing him back to the silver screen. <laughs> he's he, he's been away for far too long, in my opinion. He's not a bad I actor. haven't I haven't seen him in a while since since McGruber. I'm sure he's done some other oh. stuff, but I really liked him in a movie called Way of the Gun. Yes, uh, I that is an was, underrated film. I thought he was so good in that, and I'm I'm ready to see him back and in in style. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, mm-hmm. Rockhound, the uh, the the Steve Buscemi character. Mm-hmm. I, I recast this guy a lot, and I really like him. I think he's got the uh, the charisma. Chris Pratt. Uh, no, Miles Teller. <laughs> Oh yes! Yeah. Oh great! Kind of got that nerdy thing going on. Yeah. Bear, I can't believe you didn't go this way. Uh, probably because you've cast him a bunch. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah, he was my also ran. <laughs> uh, Chick Chapel, the uh, Will Patton character. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine. Oh, also interesting. from uh, from uh, Star the, Trek. the Star Trek remake. So mm-hmm. he's been in space before. Uh, the Billy Bob Thornton character, Truman, be played by Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. very good. And I'm thinking he's probably going to bring a little bit more of an very authentic good. country boy kind of thing. Because Billy Bob Thornton, I was like, man, yeah. he, he's supposed to be playing like this Texas boy, but he didn't really bring a whole lot of country to it. That would have been cliche. I, but not, I would have liked that a little bit more. <laughs> not in this movie that's aiming for realism. Um, all right. So playing the part of Grace. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie called Dread. Mm. The, the girl who plays Judge Anderson, the psychic. Olivia Thurlby. Um, I don't know what else she, she's been in. The um, she was in that Kevin Hart movie with Josh Gad, the uh, the Wedding Ringer. Oh yeah, yeah. She's really cute, great actress. Um, 
Olivia Thurlby for that character. Uh, AJ, going back to one of my favorites. He was Percy Jackson, Logan Lerman. He would have been my pick for Spider-Man, but, you know, what are you going to do? And then Harry Stamper, one of my cinematic heroes. If it's if it's not gonna be Bruce Willis, if it can't be John McClane, it's gonna have to be Wolverine going Hugh Jackman. With oh, this. and all of this directed by J.J. Abrams. If he wrote Dude. it, let him direct the of damn course. thing. Of course, I didn't even think about that. So there we go. Uh, and now that leaves you, Doton. Well, for me, I would have recast Bear with the Rock. <laughs> why not the, the actual movie? The rock? <laughs> with the actual rock. I want to make him the asteroid. <laughs> it's working for Bruce Willis. <laughs> great. But yeah, I would have recast Bear with the Rock. I would have recast uh, Captain Sharp with Michael Fassbender. Oh, Ooh, nice. 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 Yes. Um, with AJ, I would have recast with Channing Tatum, who would work <sighs> opposite of Emma Stone. Nice, yeah. The love character. some Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Now, for the Bruce Willis character, I agreed with Joel, and I went with Liam Neeson. Yes! Whoa! <laughs> Two brothers from another mother. Wow. A very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> as a geology degree from A&M. <laughs> so I've been working as a driller. <laughs> Lee, Liam Neeson would have just tortured the asteroid. I will find you. <laughs> and I will nuke you. I will find my death. <laughs> he, would just, he would just pick up the phone and call the asteroid. I don't know who you are. For, for uh, Steve Buscemi's character, I would have recast him. Well, he's such, he kept saying how he's such a genius. Uh-huh. So I thought it would be funny if he went with Jim Parsons. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, that's great. <laughs> Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> and all to be directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, okay. Ooh, That's nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, he's got some experience with space. <laughs> yeah. You know, would have done a different take on it. And physics. Just imagining yeah. Jim Parsons. <laughs> AJ. 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 Uh, all right. So Hilarious. if you've got any thoughts about Armageddon, if you have any thoughts about recasting or what we've had to say about it, or if something that we've completely overlooked that you want to make sure that we know about, you can always talk back to us on Facebook. In the search bar on Facebook, just put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That is us. Uh, that's where you talk back to us. We've also got a, uh, a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It is www.editingbay.com. Editingbay.com. Don't forget that. I-N-G. Bookmark that. Please make that. Make it your homepage. Would be, that'd be funny if all of our listeners made it their homepage and then our, our, our numbers just spiked. That would be tenfold. Great. To 15. <laughs> to 15. Um, that means one and a half people viewed our, our site. No, no, no. Uh, editingbay.com. We have links right back to our social networks, our Facebook page. As Joe mentioned, also our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there, as well as George's Goiter. At George's Goiter. We're still working on that one. Are we in the double digits on that one yet with followers? I, I have no idea. I haven't no. checked it in Eight forever. I, I haven't posted anything with it. We'll do something that was someday. <laughs> someday. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be like that somebody. Oh, who did it? Uh, oh, oh. Best Twitter joke that was ever played. Somebody, it was some Rocky Horror reference. I don't remember what the handle was, but like five years ago, he tweets the line, I see you shiver with Antissa. Five years to the day later, he finishes it. He tweets, patient. That was it. Nice. How awesome was that? Wow. We need to do something on that scale. Man, with it's George's a good thing Goiter. he didn't like die in a car accident or something. <laughs> we, we would never. <laughs> with what? <laughs> Tell me with what? Um, At the editing bay. Yeah, the editing bay. If you uh, if you get us on your podcasting app on your Apple device, uh, it would be great if you gave us a review and a rating. Really easy to do that. All you have to do is go into your podcasting app, go into your search function, put in Next Wave Radio, and you can find all of our podcasts there. And, uh, and just click on the editing bay and go to review. And that's where you give us a five-star rating. Write up a review for us. That helps us out. We want to do another live show. In fact, our Armageddon episode was kind of our idea. Like we were thinking if we don't do American Ninja, maybe we would do Armageddon. 
Uh, but, you know, July 4th creeped up on us, and we were yeah. like, oh, man, we totally want to do this. This is perfect for the Independence Day week. Um, so that's how this happened. But we do want to do this live show, and we want to get sponsors, and they're really impressed when we get reviews and ratings. And so that's where you come in. So, yeah, go to your podcasting app and uh, go and hit uh, review and all that and give us that good stuff. And if you don't download us on the podcasting app on your Apple device, if you have an Android device, you can find us on the iTunes library using the Podcast Addict and the Podcast Report. Public apps. Um, yeah, if you got those, go ahead and find us on there and share us with your friends. That would be mm-hmm. much appreciated. So, next week, we are kind of late to the party on this one. Yeah. We've lost, uh, we lost a very talented actor, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about Dick Van Patten because, you oh. know, we lost him last mm-hmm. week to uh, complications due to diabetes, which scares the hell out of me. Also, James Horner. James passed, Horner which, passed away. Man, that really ruined my day. Well, ruined his day, too, but really, <laughs> I, I, I thought about it. Famous uh, music composer. Yeah. Um, and, and we just did that Titanic episode of, yeah, like a month or so back. responsible for that, and, yeah. and tragically in a plane crash. But, uh, sorry to bring it down at the very end. Wow. Hey, follow that's, us at Editing Bay. Great. Yeah. So, uh, so no, but we are going to be doing a, a little tribute to Christopher Lee. That's right. Have the, you decided uh, which one you want to do? I have. I have. Um, we talked about doing, well, you know what? I'm not even going to say it because we may still do it someday. So I'm going to keep that in my back pocket, put it there, warm it up with the gummy bears. And instead, <laughs> we're going to, a little Ferris Bueller's Day reference for you folks. Uh, we're going to do, since a few months ago, we started, and this is this is Star Wars year, right? Yeah. It's 2017. we got a brand new Star Wars Speaking movie. Speaking of J.J. Abrams. Haven't seen. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we did Phantom Menace a few months back, and after that, we uh, it was a really well-received podcast. Got a lot of good feedback about that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating it. Uh, and then people started asking, well, when are you going to do the next two? We've got to do the next two. Mm-hmm. Since we had lots to say about that one, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to say, Joe, about episode two, Attack of the Clones, starring... Christopher Lee. Dooku. Yes, as in his worst role ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Raul Julia Award oh for God. posthumously, uh, worst posthumous role. Oh, my God. Christopher Lee for Poor Christopher Count Lee. Dooku. Yes. All right, so catch us next week. We'll be talking about Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Um, I want to thank Matt Doden. Yeah. So yeah. much. Thank you so much for coming and well, doing thanks this. Thanks for having me. And being favorite. part of Armadoden. Um, <laughs> and uh, and spending your July 4th week with us here. You're, you don't know this, but Matt Doden is here in the studio all week with us in your speaker of your Apple device or your Android device. Oh. We actually live in, in your system right now. We're here. Please feed us. It's very <laughs> it's, cold. It's very, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very Spartan quarters <laughs> That's here. Right. Where is your hand, Joe? Oh, yeah. um, it's between two pillows. Oh, it's pillows. pillows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, appreciate it. I know this one uh, probably went a little long, or maybe that's average for us. Yeah. Uh, and Joel, pleasure. Thank As you. always, I am sweating Likewise. my balls off. Time also, to go do time too. to get the hell out of here. We will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.